Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris, and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we're just a couple goalies that have taken one too many pucks at the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think, and also be sure to comment and share any hockey games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, Steve... Today's podcast is all about the NHL entry draft for 2021, as well as some of the signings, some of the trades that led into it, some of the trades that have happened through the actual draft. And uh, a lot of big names have gotten big contracts. A lot of big names have been traded and some future big names have been drafted. So let's jump into this. Yeah, it was. So we we know there's a heck of a lot more going to be going on here in the next couple of weeks, but you know, even the day leading up to the draft, we saw some major trades happening, some big signings. And but let's start with the number one pick because uh, your sweetheart team, they went yes, with my, the defenseman. My Buffalo Sabres went with Owen Power. Now, awesome talent. Very excited to have him on our Buffalo Sabres roster. I was not going to lie, a little bit disappointed we didn't go after his teammate and fellow Michigan buddy there in Maddie. But. We just, I just think we need more offense. Buffalo Sabres can't score goals. We also can't stop letting them in. But we, we picked up Darlene a couple years ago, you know, make some trades for guys coming up. I just thought we needed a little bit more offensive oomph on this team moving forward for our future. And I was kind of surprised we went that route. I really thought they'd pull the shocker and go for Maddie first overall. Again, Owen Power, man, you see this kid play, especially for Team Canada, right? Man, he's he's skilled. So skilled. And he's going to be playing close to home. I mean, he's from Mississauga. And I'm telling you, it's, it, he's going to be a great talent for Buffalo moving forward. I just think we absolutely need to stay in the route that he's looking to go on and actually let him play in NCAA and gain that skill and talent there and play against gentlemen his own age. And really build up that confidence so when he makes it into the NHL, we don't, for the lack of a better word as a Sabres fan, Darlene him. So we don't want to ruin the kid too early. <laughs> well, and I or think, oiler him, right? <laughs> or oiler him, yeah. And I just I just think that whoever we get with all these picks, and we picked some pretty talented kids. We definitely went after some junior guys out of Russia, too. So I just hope we let these guys play where they're at right now. There's no point in bringing them on to what is currently a horrifically losing culture. And that led into some huge trades as well that we can get into in a little bit. But uh, well, actually, we... no, we got to We got to speak about that trade because now right. which one, which one are we going to go with? We're going to go with the Ristolainen trade first. No. Or do you want to break into the Reinhardt trade? Reinhardt, because you All know right. where we're going with this. <laughs> Devin Levi. Yes. Yes. And... The Carlton Place wonder. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm thrilled. Honestly, super thrilled. We already have Ukapeka Lukanen, and now we're bringing in Devin Levi. I mean, we talked about this kid at length uh, during the World Juniors and really composure. stoked to have him on the Buffalo Sabres. Composure. Like, of a goalie that's playing in the biggest platform he played at the time, right? Mm-hmm. The biggest stage, he had that carry price. The goal gets by him. Not a big deal. Just go through the routine, stay stay focused in your game, and don't get shaken up. You guys got a composed young goalie that's hard to find. And Florida had a ton of goalies. Right oh, they now. were like, so oh. deep. I mean, they had to give up. They basically let Dreiger walk because there was no way that he's – I mean, he's going to be the crack and starter for all intents and purposes. Awesome goalie. But they also have Bobrovsky. They have Knight. And, yeah, there was no way Levi was going to be making that 
roster anytime soon and they know they had a huge trade piece a lot of teams needed and man did he turn some heads during the world juniors i mean canada team canada didn't really know who he was going into those world but, juniors and they, they commented on it that the guys playing with him did not know who he was but when he made the camp he got their attention and that the the final game came down to a goaltending duel and, and neither let down like they both played well so the yep. good news for your Sabres is they get a first rounder out of that too, which you, oh, got, yeah. you guys need to retool. So big win for you guys on this one. And it's that culture change. So yeah, because Reinhardt, you know what? He's going to be a, a huge asset for the Florida Panthers. Uh, and I feel for these guys. I feel for Rissalainen and Reinhardt and Eichel who have literally just been on this team, done everything they've been asked to do. And the team just hasn't won. Mm-hmm. And it's, they need a change of scenery, man. They need to win. They need to know what a playoff game is like. And so I don't blame any any player on the Sabres, especially these three that have been and like, look, them. I'm going to almost sound like that jerk from ESPN. But you guys need to know what a second half of the season is like. And that's not and I'm not trying to be a jerk and dig, but that's where your guys have fallen apart. Right. Starting off like the last three years, solid, solid, solid in the first three months. You know, this was a little bit different with the shortened COVID season, but it's the second half of the season. It's that depth, that drive in the hardest mm-hmm. part of the season to push forward and go has been the problem. And the, the, the biggest thing, Chris, and we both said it, we're attendees. You needed a goaltender back that you had confidence in. Yes. Right. So maybe you, you've got two young goalies that can come up and then feed off each other. Right. So. And I think Uko Pekalukanen and uh, Devin Levi can, because here's the thing. And I know I you sent me the text and, and many people have commented like, oh, there goes Levi's career. And it's like, no, That's if a I'm a goalie, yeah. I know. But if I'm a goalie, <laughs> I don't want to be behind Bobrovsky and Dreiger and Knight. No, I'm a goalie. I don't want to be behind anybody. You send me to the team that needs me the most because I want time to play. If I'm Levi, I'm thrilled that I'm moving to Buffalo because there's a higher chance that I'm going to be making the NHL a lot quicker. And that's exciting. That's what drives you. And I think a kid like Levi, I think that's going to drive him, man. Look at Buffalo. Uh, should we end up trading Eichel? Because we also traded Ristolainen. Should we end up trading Eichel, which I think Kevin Adams is playing this pretty well. He's like, look, we don't have to trade him. We still have him for five years. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll keep him this season. And that's a really good move by the GM because that's saying we're not in a rush to get rid of him. So we're not going to take a crap deal. So I like the Kevin Adams is basically saying, I don't need to move him. I'm the one that has him under contract. And if I have to keep him throughout the season until somebody gives me something worthwhile, then you, you're going to give me something worthwhile when you realize you need this piece. Yep. So I like that. I, I would still like to see him gone personally as a Sabres fan before the season starts, but I like the way Kevin Adams is playing it. And yeah, I mean, if we trade him like we did for like Levi and a first rounder and Ristolainen, and we trade that for some draft pieces as well. We trade him for a first rounder this year, as well as Hag, they're a $1.6 million defenseman. And suddenly we're going to have $47 million in cap space. If we traded Eichel for pieces instead of contracts, which I think for Eichel, there's going to need to be some contracts in there. But hypothetically speaking, we could have forty million, $47 million of cap space to play with, so we can get some pretty good pieces to bring onto the Buffalo Sabres, especially a goalie to start right now, because I wouldn't put that on Uka Pekalukanen. I wouldn't put that on Devin Levi. I think... Allmark needs to change the scenery. Mm-hmm. I don't think the culture of Buffalo, he's one of them. I think 
Allmark's been there as long as all these other boys have. It's time for him to feel what winning is like as well, of course, as a goalie, because he's been there for so long and they haven't been successful. So, well, But I just think que- Buffalo needs question, a big-name goalie. And you also question your own ability when the team around yes. you is not doing well. So sometimes that will drive him. There will be teams that are going to be interested in him because of his size. He's a, oh, he's yeah. a big boy. So um, There's a lot and, of goalies I'm interested in Buffalo getting, and I don't need them to be around for – the next five years. No, we have Luka Pekalukanen and Devin Levi coming up. I just need a guy that can carry this team and maybe make us at least hopeful as a Sabres fan base for a couple years. Uh, we're not winning cups, but if we can just make it back into the playoffs for us right now in, in the city of Buffalo. Or just a battle win. and scrap in the second half of the season. Battle yeah. and scrap. Don't give up because it's the it's the giving up when a team looked just dejected, right? And, yeah. and like let's be honest about the Sabres, right? Is that, you know, they they keep they go through this cycle of, okay, we're going to go in, we're going to spend it a cap. We're going to go get these players, but are they fitting into the, into the dynamic of your team? So the question going forward for them is what is the identity of your team going to be right now? It looks like defense and goaltending is your, is, you know, is what you're looking at. And that's not a bad way to start, right? If you're going to yes. redo this now, could this rejuvenate Eichel? It could. Right. If you've got a it solid tenny that you can rely on, you can take more chances. So it's 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 again, this whole team's being retooled. Let's hope the ownership steps back and lets the yes. hockey people run the team because then you're in good shape. Because right now, a Devin Levi pickup, smart, smart, yes. smart pickup. So you're on the right track. And of course, like I said, I always joke with, you know, Chris, because, you know, it, it's it's like, you know, the you know, the Oilers would always get ripped on, too. Like, this is where your career is going to go die. Right. And yep. it's no longer true because now Edmonton, you've got two of the best forwards and they've got to put their pedal to the metal because are they going to stick around and try to grind this out for too much longer or they want to go somewhere else. Right. So they've got to try to win now. Um, so the Sabres, you know, they don't have to win now. They do have to redefine who they are as an organization as and as a team. And if they can give Eichel some glimpses of, hey, we can be solid on the back end, that may convince them to say, you know what, I want to stay here. I want to recommit. I don't know if he's going to because right, I agree with everything you said right there. I don't think there's going to be anything left for Jack Eichel to want to stick around for. What I give the Pagulas credit for is it's not the Terry Pagula Buffalo Bills it's Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott's Buffalo Bills. Unfortunately, the Sabres, it's Kim Pagula's Sabres. There's no – the Buffalo Sabres died when they bought the team. And that's sad because there was a lot of hope in Buffalo. The Pagulas aren't stupid people, so they just need to back off the Buffalo Sabres and let hockey-smart people do hockey-smart things because they are not hockey-smart. They've proven that in the last decade and making the laughing stock of the NHL. So I think if Kevin Adams is the GM that they trusted to bring in, he's made some good moves already, then let this be Kevin Adams' Buffalo Sabres, not Kim Pagula's Sabres. Because when it's Kim Pagula's Sabres, there's no Buffalo involved. Mm-hmm. So we can get off of that and move on to some of these other <laughs> huge, like, uh, sorry, you talk about the rage I feel when I, yeah, when I but watch it's, my it's, Sabres it's now. A, we're, we're hockey fans, right? We're goalies. We have our own perspective. And yep. like, you know, if you brought up the Coyotes right now, I'd be going off on a tear on what's going on with them and the hope that's in the Canucks. So maybe we'll split that up in a second podcast. But the Kraken, yep. um, smart move, going for a center. They're oh, yeah. Locking up Who centers. I 
<laughs> yeah, who and you then, wanted, but again, you know, like 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 I said, in perspective now, right? If, like when Levi came in again, we'll just go back to that quick for a moment. You got a you know a potential really good potential defenseman. You've got a potential really good young goalie. So I understand where they're going. Seattle already went big on D. They've got yes. a couple of young good goalies, but they were going after young centers. Smart, smart pickup here. You look at Seattle's team, and we're not really stunned by that. You and I discussed, I think on the podcast, it never aired because it was such crappy quality. It wasn't worth editing. But me and you discussed, but the way Seattle had hired their coaches, going after the coach of the University of North Dakota and then going after the coach out of the OHL, they were looking for guys that were good to deal with these young men. And that is what I think Seattle's building around. They're going to have some pretty big, strong pieces in there, but this is a team that's going to be built around youth. And getting that young core to play with the leadership that they're putting into that locker room like a Giordano. So I think what the Kraken did here was pretty, pretty awesome. Like I said, I really wanted him on my team. Super skilled player, really going to be an awesome NHL player, really excited for his career. And you know where I have to say shocked, but not shocked was Mason McTavish was like ninth and Anaheim picked him up like at a third pick. They knew they wanted this kid. Yeah. When you know you want somebody, like the, the Canadians did it too, right? And the infamous picture of the the woman that I actually know, <laughs> Mike McKim's wife, because I actually met them, you know, briefly at the draft when mm-hmm. I, because I was at that draft live. And, you know, again, I default, like, I'm not an expert on everybody, right? So that's the thing is when I will default to guys that know the players. So, yeah, I do watch the World Juniors. I get excited, but I don't – I wish – I really wish I had the time to do nothing but watch hockey, get paid for doing it because oh, I, right. that's all I would do. It just, honestly, that's all I would do if I could. We should but be I, scouts. Yes, I would love it. In neutral it. zone, we're available. <laughs> so – but I don't know the young guys because I don't get a chance to watch a lot of those games. You know, but – so, for instance, when, um, you know, the Kraken drafted – was it Lind? Is that was that the name the name from out of Vancouver? Yes, they they drafted Lynn, did they? Yeah. No, no, so, no. Oh, you mean during the expansion draft? Yeah. yeah, during the expansion draft. So they when they when in the expansion draft when they grabbed Lynn, I called my buddy who's a Vancouver Canucks guru because he's like he's the next uh, Trevor Linden coming up. He goes, that's who he is, and I don't and then no, right? We catch glimpses at a World Junior, and I don't have a junior team here in Phoenix to really watch right we, we do have asu with dome which is excited exciting by the way and that was an awesome moment watching donor today little sidetrack there but i don't get to see that as much so i will default and go back so like kakadiemi i call you know i texted my buddy in finland he's like awesome pickup you know so in this case you know awesome pickup and when you know who you want to get that's you go for that player so it's yeah. obvious right now it doesn't matter where they're ranked it's where they're ranked on your team and they wanted mctavish right they yes, wanted they did. well then then you look at like history being made and that's what i love about this stuff i don't know what mr hughes did but i would love to sit down with him for an hour and raise my sons and daughters the way he has because three he has put three sons into the nhl in the top 10. I mean, Quinn Hughes was what picked seventh overall. And I think he was first uh, out of the boys. And then Jack was picked first overall by New Jersey. And now here goes Luke on his brother's team. That was a really cool moment. You got to see how just stoked 
uh, Jack was to have his little brother on his NHL squad. And I guess he's like, I guess uh, we're going to have to talk to Ty Smith about getting another room in our place. (laughs) And I (laughs) think that's awesome to have these brothers play together. Uh, If I'm New Jersey, I'm making a move. I'm sorry. I'm making a move for Quinn, man. <laughs> like you yeah, have you all three brothers best, on the same yeah. team, but th- well, yeah, they're not going to let Quinn Hughes go, no, but, no, no, but yeah, that's, that's not. not happening anytime soon. That would be something down the road where he, he becomes available with whatever reason, but no, he's way too haunted for Vancouver to ever let him go uh, at the, at the moment. Uh, but dude, <laughs> and here's, and here's my made. poor joke here right now is, Hey, uh, for, for anybody in New Jersey that really wants him on his team, just, Get a big PK Subban fan from the Montreal Canadiens to g- somehow get into the Vancouver management at you know, management team, and that trade will happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, and then you talk about just the this was like the University of Michigan draft, and I think 2021 will always be known as the University of Michigan draft because the fifth overall pick, Kent Johnson, another University of Michigan player, four of the top five players our University of Michigan. And then you just keep looking at these other guys who are drafted late in the first round, University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. This is going to be, I want to see this team play. This year. <laughs> you know, it's going to be like playing a future NHL team. If you're playing University of Michigan next year, good luck to their opponents. Yeah. They got a lot of really good skill on this team. Man, I tell you what, this is going to be an exciting, I will be watching University of Michigan highlights because you know, I'll probably be asleep in, in Denmark. Uh, when these games actually uh, go live. But I'm really excited to just watch University of Michigan, and I honestly hope all four of these kids are actually playing on the team next year and none of them go NHL until the season's over. I just think it'll make an awesome team. I don't think really bringing a player into an expansion team or, or, or empower anybody that's young into the Buffalo Sabres. And then, honestly, the Devils and the Blue Jackets aren't you know, we're, we're all top five picks for a reason, guys. I don't think bringing young players into that atmosphere is the greatest way to start their careers. Let them play at their level. Let them build that confidence. Let them gain those skills. Uh, let them have that experience and then bring them to the NHL. Mm-hmm. I really hope University of Michigan is able to keep all their boys together for next season. And after that, I'm not expecting any miracles. I expect all of them to probably hit the NHL either late in the season or the following season. They're all super, super talented players. And really, there were some... Really good picks. Pick 11. Awesome, dude. Forfeited pick. That yeah. kid is. First of all, I know they forfeited the pick. Why don't they just knock it out of there and just say there's 31 picks? Well, that's just round? that's just it's it's to prove the point. Right. But yeah. going back, though, so Arizona has been making some moves, so they still got a first round pick this year, but it came at a cost. And that's mm. one I can speak to. Uh, uh, that defender was never going to be anything like. You can't even really say his name. Yeah. So the <laughs> so the Canucks, you know, gave up their pick and the Coyotes needed it. Right. So mm-hmm. this one's interesting. And then again, so the Coyotes don't get a lot of attention. So, again, my guru friend that, you know, that I call him Canucks guru over, you know, he's actually living in Seattle. He didn't know who Connor Garland is. And he's the guy that does not quit when he's on the ice. He gives it. 120 percent every damn shift and what made coyotes fans love the guy was i think you know i don't know if it was the game he got a hat trick but one of the goals that went off his face ends up with a big cut and he comes back and i believe he got another goal that game but he can skate he's such a good skater and playmaker and he just finds his way to get into the greasy spots to get goals 
So he's I'm looking and I'm saying this right now because sometimes I'm good on these predictions. But with him on the power play with the Canucks loaded up with Hughes, Pedersen, Besser, you know, it doesn't matter who you rotate in there. That puck is going to be moving because that's what Garland's good at. That's what Pedersen's good at. You put two guys that can still score, so it's going to keep a goalie honest, but that can make a quick move, create another opening and go. I'm calling it right now. They're going to be scary on the power play. Ekman Larson can be rejuvenated because he was not the physical player Shane Doan was. So um, love Corsi and all, uh, but Shaka Khan... Once again, uh, with his course, he built a very small team. So big, aggressive teams just beat the crap of the Coyotes. Ekman Larson would have to step up to the bell every time this happened. He's not a big dude. He's not scared, but he's not a big dude. He's not the fighter on the team. He's a puck-moving defenseman. So Coyotes fans were ripping on him, but he was put in a role that he should never have been put in. They did not have the power support behind him. We'll talk about this two months into the hockey season, the impact that Garland and Ekman Larson are having. But that was a big one. The Coyotes are now just they're It's just the Coyotes organization retooling that locker room for a complete change in the culture in that locker room. So you went on your you went on your Buffalo one. I just did my uh, Coyotes one. But that was important right there. Um <laughs> This is what we're passionate about. And there's a lot of fan bases that can, we can get into a lot of these teams right here. We'll quickly wrap up. One of the other guys I just wanted to mention briefly was actually pick number 27 out of Nashville. And they traded up for him. And they gave up a bunch of pieces for him. But they traded up to get Zachary LaRue, the left winger out of Halifax, and the, out of the QMJHL. Interesting pick. Uh, they really, really like this kid. He's going to be gritty. He was suspended, if if I heard it correct, during the uh, the draft. He's, he was suspended, what, four times last year? I think at one point he flipped off the reporters. I don't know, but he got, I think he earned two games for that from what I was watching last night. So he's got a little bit of a, um, a growing to do to be in the national hockey league. But I think Nashville was definitely looking at him and moved way ahead to get him. So maybe a little bit of a, a culture shift there in Nashville and, and get some grit back into the predators. I just thought that was a super interesting pick to uh, kind of wrap up this episode but yeah I, honestly real cool we could probably you and i could go on about the draft and everything that happened in the draft the good the bad and the ugly for hours because we talked for a long time before we started recording yeah and we'll talk for a long time after we get done recording because that's what we do but for you listeners this is where it ends thank you for listening in what did you think of the draft let us know uh chime in on twitter did you like some stuff did you hate some stuff let us know in the comment section but until then this was chris and steve at pigeon hockey have a great one hockey fans And we'll catch you next time.